According to the Dictionary of Oxford Languages, the definition of kindness is the quality of being friendly, generous, and considerate. I'm Joshua Schmitz. And I'm Asher Conlon. And this is the Schmitz Con Show. Welcome back. Welcome back to you as well. Thank you. Thank you. We have not been sitting here talking for no, a very we extended period of time. That's all right. No, it is all right. I think it's important that we talk about it. Just as context, we were talking quite a bit about the structure of this podcast. It's possible, uh, not necessarily overhaul, but additions or just modifications. Yes. So you will may you may notice in our listening today, and you're listening today, and you might not notice anything different. And if that's the case, shine on. That's actually pretty good if they don't notice a difference if we're keeping it keeping so it subtle. subtle. Subtle changes. <laughs> so subtle we talk about it. <laughs> so subtle we talk about it. That's right. As mentioned today, we're talking about kindness. We also kind of have an asterisk next to that. Maybe it's just going to yeah. say and. And compassion. Compassion. Now, uh, I believe uh, compassion and kindness are linked, so we are deciding to talk to them a little bit. Possibly, theoretically. We haven't speculated yet. That's what we're going to be discussing today. So if you'd like to lead in with the first question. All right. Without further ado, yes, let's jump right into it. My first question is, what is your first question? Are you serious? (laughs) That's your first question. So I'm going to be kind and let you go first. But also, Ah. I have fewer questions than you, so I'll have you start off with asking. Okay. So uh, it's kind of a jumping right in yeah, question. Let's do it. So we'll see how it. Goes. At what point, when you meet a stranger, is this person considered kind? Ooh, I think right off the bat, first impressions are important. So whatever your impression is of is them, then the more you get to know them, the more either kind or unkind you will learn that they are. If that makes any sense, it does. Would you say that is? Basically, based on how much or how long you've known that person. Maybe. So, like, if you know a person and the first thing they do is very kind to you, they open a door for you. Is that a kind person or just they did something kind? Well, right off the bat, they did something kind. And all you know of that person, assuming they're a stranger, is kind. So, you would really have to get to know them more, um, build some trust and relationship with that person and kind of like get you uh, really you'd have to get to know them and then you would know if they are actually kind but so a stranger can you consider a stranger kind then you can based on what you see i think oftentimes people will say oh that person was so kind they held the door for me where that person did one kind act. You don't know. Maybe a mass murderer. Exactly. You don't know what else. A little bit, a little bit far <laughs> there. Quite but extreme. It, but there is We're a certain extent. We're right into this. There is a certain extent to where For sure. a person may present themselves differently than how they are. And the key point to this question is just a stranger. So, and you seem to have come to the conclusion or just speculated kind of that is. it's just based on the few interactions you've had. And that does lead into thinking about at what point is a stranger not a stranger? Uh-huh. That's a that's a good question. And that and that it is. And does kindness link to that in any way? So like is a stranger kind or is a person you've talked with kind? Ooh. Like it just no. depends on so, the relationship. Level. I think you might be able to have like hypothetical they're kind based on what you've heard. But then you could also have experience and their kind based on what I've seen from them. Okay. So kind of then strangers are just only considered kind based on the few interactions you've had between you and them. Yeah. Um, yes, they are. They're considered kind. Yes, because th- yeah. based on what you know, you don't know what they're not, which is so you just have no reason or context to believe they're anything else yes now if you get to meet this person you you can see on a broad scale what percentage of things they've done that are kind what percentage of things that they have done that are unkind and you can kind of then determine are they kind or not but right off the bat meeting a stranger it's pretty much about the first impression i would i would agree with that it's 
one of and the key word I really wanted to hone in here, which we did, was them being a stranger. That's the point. Is like, at what point is a stranger considered kind? And that's like, they're only they're considered kind based on the first impression. And yes. If you get past a first impression, usually they're starting to become less of a stranger and more of just you know, getting to know, like them. just getting to know them. I don't know what that person would be called. Not quite an acquaintance, but just well, you a fellow you probably human could. <laughs> I think that's everyone. And then once you get to talking with that person, they become an acquaintance. Become like, acquaintance. All the people at school are acquaintances. I know their name. They know my name, and I know one or two things about them. But that's about it. And for context, I don't go to the biggest school ever. In fact, I probably go to a very small school. Um, so that's... I don't go to school. I, <coughs> so then Yet. all the people where you... Ooh. What? <laughs> yeah. So I can explain this in a little bit because it's a little bit um, off to the side. But okay, we can maybe talk about this a little bit in our, uh, post, show. In our post show. All right. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I'm curious now. Anyway, maybe the people at that you see at work or the people, some families at church, they're acquaintances. You know them, they know you, but other than one or two facts about them, there's not, there's not much else there other than we can relate because we're both humans. But right. then based on acquaintances, you can definitely tell, hey, is this acquaintance kind to me or is this acquaintance unkind to me? Yeah, right. It just depends on your level of interaction that you've had with that person. Someone, if you if you meet someone you'll never meet again, like okay, let's take an example. You're, you know, you're both making, you're driving. Yeah. There's you're making a left hand turn, and then there's a person directly in front of you who's also making a left hand turn, uh-huh. just going the opposite direction. If you smile and wave at that person, they're like, oh, that, that nice, nice kind. guy. And oh, that's what's what I was saying. So touchdown. I'm like, you'll never interact with that person, but. For the few minutes you do remember this person, you know that like oh, decent guy. Someone waved at me today. That was that was either it was thoughtful. It was it was kind to do that. It was like mm-hmm. nice to see someone was looking at me, and that's all you really can conclude. But you, if you think you in depth about it, then you're like I don't know. This person could be a it maniac, be but a, like exactly. So far, all I know is that the person was nice to me they could have been doing the kind of thing out of pride who knows maybe they're waving at someone else that's another thing <laughs> so one little point i wanted to talk about here is how kindness can based on one action gesture move whatever holding the door the truth is whatever is in the heart will overflow so if you are a kind person at heart you are likely to do kind things so i don't think a stranger would be a complete jerk but still hold the door to be kind if that makes sense like they're naturally going to hold the door if they are a kind person or if they're naturally a kind of person i think that's an okay view in an ideal world but i think there's lots of psychopaths out there that believe what they're doing is kind Mm. and may Mm -hmm. come across as a good person you know, there's probably a lot of people, like, this is a pretty big example. Mussolini. There's okay. probably a lot of people who looked up to Mussolini and saw him as, like, a kind and hard, like, person who fought well. Yeah. Right? Or let's go with Napoleon. Yes, Napoleon had a lot of, like, he was a very strong leader, and people were like, oh, he helped me, and he supported me, you know, during our fight and I, you know, was able to communicate with the the main leader. However, he also, you know, kind of directly caused deaths of millions across Europe. Didn't he also, like, stick his hand in his shirt a lot? I I don't know. I've just been listening listening to another podcast recently about um, dictators. Oh, interesting. So, Napoleon may have been considered to some being kind, but in reality, like, he, he did a lot of awful things so it's but um, most people aren't that far i would just say if someone waves at you or something and smiles and they actually are doing it at you then they might be 
a decent person because they're choosing to do that to a stranger. So you can conclude that unless they're a psychopath, they're probably yeah. Like they, they, I have no reason to think otherwise right now that they're unkind. They, if you take the time to think about it, if they took the time to think about it, then they're probably they're probably a decent person to wave at a complete stranger and smile, trying to make their day or something. So what about being kind to one person means being unkind to another person? So on like what you were talking about. Napoleon, he was great at some things. He was very helpful, lots of people, some of kind, but well, directly caused millions of deaths. He, I, it'd take a long time to go over what Napoleon did. Yeah, well, but that, he, we could use an easier I mean, example. Like, I could use an easier example. I'm, I do kind of want to stick with Napoleon. It's okay. He was huge in the military, and he was very young, but his men looked up to him is the point. Got it. So his men looked up to him as a strong leader who like helped like on the battlefield i forget what the little thing he would do but according to the podcast i was listening to at least i don't want to say for sure but i'm what they were saying yeah to kind of documentary style is that like in the battlefield like if some man was being like super brave and valiant even in the face of like like very you know dangerous circumstances like he's just being brave anyway he's not running and he's proving that man is proving himself to be strong. He would go over and like give one of his like little badges or something oh, to that person, so nice. and it would be extremely encouraging. He found his army would be just a lot more willing to like fight and with the right his... like encouragement. The thing is, he also you know was not not a good person. True. <laughs> I'm just I'm giving the example that a person can be one way. Uh-huh. But it, but actually be a completely different way. Another question then is that is that kindness kind of selfish and for his benefit? If he's giving things away to increase fighting and and etc., is that is that selfish? Is it selfish? Well, he kind of based a lot of his success on how. Or a lot of his like worth as like how successful he was in his huge, you know, warring, his huge warring in battles, right? Uh huh. So he probably he might have figured that like being good to his men is actually good. He might have actually somewhat enjoyed it because he liked seeing his men confident. He liked seeing results, though. So yeah. I don't know Napoleon directly, right? right. So, but. I don't know if it necessarily comes from a selfish you never, place you never to do. T- I think it's you'd have to know the person very well. Okay. So another thing that another question. Another question of this uh topic of kindness at first sight almost. Does com- kindness kind of depend on relationship? So could you be could it almost viewpoint wise, right? So the like the biased the biased idea of it can you where can kindness nice be biased depend, uh well depends on how close you are with a person and i think that's what the bias oh, means oh that's true so like it's going to be easier for me to be kind to you like if you if three people came to ask me for money or something yeah in like a desperate time and it was like you, uh, a homeless guy, and a person who's held the door for Murray every week going into work. Okay. I'd most likely be ready to give the money to you because I'd, I'd simply just know you the best. And like that kindness is just like, uh, like I can, I could choose to give it to someone else, but like you're just, in my mind, you're like the most reliable person. You're my friend. I can trust you with. Right, giving you the money. However, it's I would just say yeah, it is it is probably biased in some ways, and I don't think that's human. Like I don't think that's wrong necessarily to be biased in that way. I think it's just natural. Like same question goes if we're gonna go as far as like there. There's some pretty <laughs> crazy people out there. I would say who. It's like the would you save a 
a dog you've been with oh. for 10 years or like a baby you found in the woods or something ready to be attacked by your dog or something like you're, you're, yeah. you either have to kill your dog or this random baby. Right. And that's people would double that. There are some people who value, questions. yeah, there's ethical questions, but I'm comparing it to this just as like a, I would, you'd probably, there, there are some people out there who for some reason they value the dog more. And I yeah. guess this does kind of, skew the question a little bit because there's a lot of people out there who immediately think of their dog and be like oh i know this dog so well but like it comes to more moral but in my mind to me that's not a question at all it's like yeah i'm saving the baby right like, dog like so, see you later dog to inanimate object baby is human it, exactly so it's that level it's like this baby is worth more this person to me is more reliable so I'm gonna be I'm gonna be not necessarily unkind to the other people by not giving them money, but I'm gonna be biased towards choosing to give that doing that act of kindness to you, maybe. Does that make sense to you? It does make sense. I like that we we took that there. You have anything to add to that? Anything to add to that? Maybe. But I can't think of it right now off the top of my head. So would you like me to ask a question? Or would you like to ask another? I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask my another. Because you did a lot question. of talking I on did. your question. So this is a you. pretty in-depth question, uh, and it. that is, uh, it's a two-part question. So right. it's right. when is the kindness you show real, and when is kindness forced? Ooh. <laughs> I think kindness is real when it overflows. Kind of like what I was saying earlier, from the heart. When you are a genuinely kind person, kindness is easy. It comes easily. That's one way that it's real. Um, it may be more forced if you're doing it for a like, what's the word? Maybe if there's if there's a reward involved, almost like you're being kind as a bribe or to gain favor with somebody who you don't want to be kind to at all in any way um so that could it could be you're more kind to the more forcing so he can feed you another day right your tiny rations where it comes it comes more out of your um out of your self selfishness maybe so you you don't care you couldn't care less about this person you're being kind to kind in air quotes and that is that's the unreal or fake type of kindness we're looking at. Whereas genuine kindness is because it's coming from a genuinely kind person. But what about when it's forced? It's just like out of habit. So if you're like, well, if you tell someone like they uh, look good today, even though you think they look like an idiot uh or they, or you're just like, Saying good morning to someone, even though you literally want to like, you want to punch that person oh, in the I've face, but you're there. like, you won't do that. Yeah. You'll just, you just, you go into work and you're like, morning. And you like, don't really want to talk you to don't this person. Care. Yeah. That may be, that may be talking about routine and authenticity. So routine would be where, well, I'll use an example in a marriage relationship you start out with authenticity, right? You are saying, you are genuinely like, you have feelings for this person and you like want to spend the rest of your life with them. But you get married and from what I hear, I'm not married, never been married, maybe will be someday. Um, It just, that passion or romance or whatever the word you want to use is that feeling dies away so it becomes more of a routine to be married but in order to it, more of a routine you still love that person you though. do a routine to love them so sometimes you have to try harder sometimes oh I see. sometimes i have to try harder to love my siblings or parents than other times sometimes it's harder to love you know teachers or people at school that doesn't mean it's inauthentic is your love inauthentic or it's just no, it's just it's quelled it's like just kind of, you have your initial deep love for them, but right now, you're not like, you're not feeling it. There's days where you don't feel it, right? 
No, I no, I I definitely don't feel it some days. <laughs> but then you go back to, um, that really overall brings you right back to authenticity. I think that could lead into some selfishness parts, though. Like you feel like you love someone more if they've done something for you, or like you're feeling that love and you almost feel guilty. Mm. Like I notice, like if something good happens in my life, I'll be in a better mood with other people. Because because of this, it's something that impacted yeah. me. I'm so happy that this happened to me, and it's almost from a place of selfishness sometimes. Okay, yeah, that's... I'm so happy that this happened to me. So I don't, I'm not treating anyone else unkindly right now. But is it un, is it selfish unkindness? It, it's not unkind. I'm not being unkind to someone. I'm just only being kind to them because of my self gain. So. It's just you the are mood. genuinely in a better mood. You're which in a better makes mood. Makes you kinder. The you're kinder, but it's still inauthentic. Sort of in a way. How though? You're. I. It How? seems authentic and unauthentic because, because it's coming from a selfish place, but it's still decent, of you. I'm like okay. Let's say I get promoted. Okay. And I'm just like, the best I, I'm mood. feeling Walking in a great sunshine. mood, and I do something good for you and you're like oh thanks i'm like you're welcome man I'm like it's still good but i don't know if it's necessarily bad that that came from a place where i only did that because i got that promotion if i hadn't i would have been like that thought might not have even come to my hmm. mind i think the fact that the thought came to your mind makes it authentic in the moment and that one specific thing forever authentic how could something authentic come from something that is fake so well i don't think getting a promotion is fake no but if your mood your mood could be kind of i don't know if kindness isn't really a mood but you're just genuine genuine gen- <laughs> i think your good mood will cause you maybe to right so your th- authentic good mood might cause you to be more kind to other people so where is there fake in there i don't think it's fake I'm just saying, like, it's not coming from a place of just being, let's say, a good person regardless of the circumstances. You're being a nicer, more kind person simply because you got something that you wanted. Okay. And you might not have done that otherwise. Otherwise. And it's good. It's good for you to be kind. Like, you could just, I mean, it'd be worse if you just did absolutely nothing and just we're super selfish about it and we're just yeah you know reveling or whatever then you would be genuinely unkind i don't know if you'd be unkind. if you would just were... be just you'd just be selfish it's just right well are they linked in any way i mean you're being selfish but like if you don't know that i got a promotion what is what does that matter to you if I'm still like like mm. I'm still like decent to okay. you, like I'm not gonna be a jerk. Yeah, it's just normal. I, I'm just acting how I normally act around you. Now it might come across different to a stranger who I haven't interacted with. Let's say if I get demoted. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I kind of want want you to chime in here. If you get demoted, what do you think is gonna happen to your effective? kindness on someone even (laughs) though you don't know them it's well it's not gonna be happy you at that point are either being you're not being kind out of habit at that point you're you would be maybe even almost gravitate towards being unkind like no i'm not gonna hold the door having a terrible day they can deal with their own door just like me or maybe more like not more like but also I guess the it's kind of a moral question of like, is it is your selfishness justifiable for being kind or being unkind? And what I mean by that's like, I get promoted, and the only re- like, unless unless I'm just kind of kind of a crappy person, let's say, but if I'm only being kind to you today because I just got a big promotion at work, yes, that it does come from a place where i'm like oh i'm I'm in a great mood and i don't think it's necessarily wrong to be in a great mood Mm -hmm. or to be yeah great mood and kind because of it it. 
it just it doesn't come from a place of just being that person exactly regardless it's just you, you're ha- do, do you see what i mean it's sort of justifiable yeah to be to be kind even using your e- mood as a justification for kindness yeah it's not necessarily because of the promotion it's just that you're having to be in a better mood so you're being more kind that, I'm just I'm saying what if the origin of the mood is was, based on selfish reasons or because of are we talking still demotion or or promotion or demotion so I meant in our demotion in yeah demotion question like if you're demoted like you're talking about like I'm not holding the door for that person it's like well that person's a jerk you're like maybe you're not necessarily being a jerk, but you're not choosing to be kind. Not, right? Is it? Is there such thing there's as a middle neutral? Which yes, I think we can easily say yeah. There's a middle neutral middle ground. But your impression on other people won't be the same. A lot of people's like impression on another person will either be positive or negative, or it could be neutral. But if you don't wave like at somebody at a four-way like stop, if I ho- what if I'm holding the door for a bunch of people and suddenly like. I get a text that's real crappy and there's still people coming in and I close the door and they're like, people walking in are like, oh, that person's a jerk. I think then society would be, oh, that person's a jerk. But it would be your mood. You're not you're not feeling up to holding the door so you give up. Whereas some, whereas in, we're going back to the marriage example, if you're not feeling it one day, you don't just give up. You would keep pursuing that. So what, shh, out of out of selfishness, yeah, you would stop holding the door. So it's just short-mindedness and perception of people in the world on you. Maybe. Maybe it's... Like, yeah. if to see you as unkind rather than neutral for, like, yeah. closing the door when they're still walking up. That, Even though you might just be sidetracked all of a right. sudden. In your mind, in what's this news say? Like, is it something that puts you in... You said puts you in a bad mood, right? It puts... Uh, I get a text that says... I need to go drive two hours away to pick this person up. I don't really like this person. Do something say. that's unpleasant. You just don't want to go and do it. Yeah. You're like, oh, I gotta go do it. And you go, and you're not you're not thinking about the person you just like shut the door on. So but that person thinks you're a jerk. It's, it's all like, about perception unless that world person view, or it's not just, worldview, but you know, it would just be that person. Like that person might be like, oh, maybe that. Maybe that guy had prior engagements all of a sudden. So a kind person would be able to, would A, be able to recognize, oh, like assume the best in somebody, but also the kind person, when they get this this bad news text, they would be, they would not let themselves get sidetracked if they're so kind and focused on holding the door for other said person, maybe. So uh, my next question for you, Josh, is is self-kindness something you should be doing? Is self-criticism better and is one superior? Self-kindness and the self-criticism. They, on the surface, don't seem extremely related, but I can I can kind of let's let's go somewhere with this. Self-kindness is important to an extent you don't want to be prideful about self-kindness or use self-kindness as justification or an excuse for splurging splurging can be okay just not all the time you know but then self-criticism can be a dangerous tool as well because you don't want to overuse it and criticize yourself to the point where you're just so beat down run down etc so you'd want to you want to ha- find a balance in there somewhere in self-kindness and criticism. Okay. Uh, I kind of mean when I ask this uh, yeah. something. So is self-kindness something to do or self-criticism better? So it's good to not be too hard on yourself unrealistically where you just become depressed because you dislike yourself, something like that. But there's also a level of self-criticism that you should be doing, maybe not necessarily being unkind, but just you're not being nice to yourself because you're criticizing yourself to improve. And I'm asking is being good to yourself, like, oh, it's okay. I know I messed up, but this is okay. Or I messed up and I have to do this next time. Is one of those superior or are they 
need a balance. It might. There might be a balance, but it also might be situation by situation. Like, what about person to person? Or mm, I was explaining. Maybe yeah. I I work better under self criticism than self kindness. Like I don't like telling myself like, oh I did good, and that's it's good that I did that. And then like let's do that again. But I work best like oh I I need to do this next time. Um, I had said situation by situation. You said person by person. I did forget there was something I had a thought, but it slipped my mind. Um, just talk until it comes to you. Situation by situation. How well? Let's yeah, go person to person. Some people are wired one way, where they want to, where they need to have this mindset of correcting themselves, and some people are wired by the way of, um. Oh, I did so good. That is motivation. So it, for person, it might depend differently. But then you go into situation, you think, what about driving on the road? So if you, you know, don't stop at a stop sign and you realize, you realize, um, you realize. You just ran a stop You sign. ran a stop sign or a red light. You realize, oh, Someone could have gotten hurt. I need to do this better that time. That should 100% of the time always be, yeah, that self-criticism. Not, oh, I'm glad. Oh, like, it shouldn't be, oh, you know, everything's good, so we're, we're good. We don't have to pay too I, close attention to stop signs and red lights. Yeah, but you could also be like, it's okay. I'm not going to get too shaken up by this. I'll, the thing is, if you say I'll do it better next time, then you're implying that you did something wrong. But self, if you I'll do better next time. If you run a stop sign, but the self kind, how could you be kind to yourself for running a stop sign? You're like, well, that's what I'm saying. It's okay, some no people, one was hurt. Exactly. Some people are wired that way. Oh, no one was hurt. Just doesn't matter. Blow it off. Brush it off. Just kind of. That's narrow minded. Yeah, some people are like that. But does it doesn't mean they're narrow minded about everything, does it? Probably not. Again, it's like person to person and situation to situation. So on the complete opposite side, something that also we wouldn't want to happen is somebody criticizing themselves too hard for, say, like, oh, I put the wrong type of vinegar in the pasta salad. Not sure why you're adding vinegar to your pasta salad. Maybe they accidentally put vinegar instead of olive oil. Um, So... Oh, <laughs> Why is there oil in your pasta salad? I, I, anyway, you get the wrong ingredient. You don't want to beat yourself up over that. Or maybe you are, you know, an athlete and you make one slight wrong move. And it doesn't matter at all in the long run, but you beat yourself up over it. I think there's just a default and then your situation to situation. So I work best under self-criticism, day-to-day, normal activities, I like I don't personally like being super encouraged. Okay. I I like ju- my my encouragement is when someone doesn't tell me I'm doing anything wrong because I'm genuinely not doing anything wrong. When I am doing something wrong, I like it when people give me constructive criticism. And then if I do better and they don't come back, that's all I need is them not to okay. come back. Now, someone trying to encourage me all the time when I'm doing bad, I I don't like. And for some people, it might help them a lot. For me, it doesn't help at all. I just feel like it's kind of corny and a waste of time. Yeah. But a lot of people, they don't see it that way. It's very helpful. So I default to self-criticism, but I also realize, like, in a situation, like, if I mess up oil, like putting oil in or in a salad, right? You've messed up weird, a salad ingredient. I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, I got to do better next time. It's like, oh, it's, it's salad's going to taste funny. It's like, I won't do it next time, but that's not what I'm actively thinking but you're about. But you're not, you're not being, beating yourself up. That's not healthy. Right. I'm just saying there's a default and then a situation to situation. And that's kind of oh, what I meant. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying now. Now, what are you? That's good. What am I? I will probably beat myself up over and over again until I get it perfect. That is, that is I suppose, how I'm wired. If I... Like, do you like being encouraged? Do you oh, like being criticized? Um, Or... A mix or what do you think? I will criticize myself, but criticism from other people I don't take well. Okay. Like, 
it's I know it's good for me. I know it's helpful, but I don't I don't love it. I like you know kind of doing things my own way and um and even if it's nothing to be taken personally, if I'm doing work for a client and like video work for a client and they're like, yeah, I don't like that effect that you put there. Can you take that off? Sometimes I'll be like, oh, why don't you just take my heart with that? Like it's, it ruins me. But so I, yeah, I prefer definitely encouragement and that might be a, a bit of an extreme example, but similar things have happened. Yeah, no, I get it. I, I'm just saying I, I mean, to a certain extent, I really like the criticism. Like, I, I don't like being told that I'm wrong necessarily. I just like when I am told, it allows me to do better. So I'm like, all right, cool. I have no way down from here. I'm going to be climbing up. That's great. I mean, if someone, unless that person is just like genuinely wrong about what they're criticizing, like, if, like, if you run like a five and a half minute mile, let's say you run a good mile time, whatever your yeah. mile time is, and then someone comes up to you and is like, yeah, you you could you should get into the fours. Like you you need to get into the fours, man. You you kind of suck at running. It's like it, you don't take that as like genuine because that's such a far stretch. It's, it is a stretch, yeah. It's it's just like yeah, they're criticizing you, but they're unreasonable, so you don't unkind. you don't even take it as criticism. So you just take it as like that person's ridiculous. Where's the line in general criticism? Criticism and kindness, I believe, can work together. But where's the line where criticism becomes unkind? Hmm. Is it at unreasonability? Unre- is that a just, word? <laughs> it's just this one that's taken too extreme, I guess. So maybe being unreasonable. Yeah. If I criticize you so far to a point where you can't make up for the things reasonably, then it's like, wow, your criticism isn't helping me because it's not, not constructive. Yeah. So maybe when the criticism becomes unconstructive and just almost like a personal jab at you because the person's annoyed at you now because you screwed up. And then on the flip side, not enough criticism, too much encouragement could also be unkind if you are... Because it's unrealistic. Right, If exactly, exactly. And it just kind of like almost a sense of false hope. Correct. All right. I don't think I've gotten to very many of my questions, so I'm going to ask a... I'm going to ask you a question from Scratch. And that is, why would somebody be obligated to show kindness to someone after someone has been kind to them? I suppose we did touch in this a little bit. Obligated more implies, though, that you're doing something you don't really want to do. Okay. So is that the word you want to use? Um, Inclined. Is that also... Can you re... Yeah, so why would somebody want to show kindness to somebody after someone has... There's a lot of somebodies. Why would person A want to show kindness to person C after person B showed kindness to them? Why would... (laughs) That's just your mood affects other people's mood. Yeah, okay. It's kind of like the uh, whole movement of... What's it called? Like paying it forward, which I personally have some interesting thoughts about. Hmm. Uh, post show, so yeah, we can talk about that post show actually, but uh, it's the idea of like y- your mood can have effects on other people. Like, like if I give you a compliment that's genuine, and you like you realize it's genuine, you're like, oh, that was very nice of you. It's not like you're gonna immediately like turn around, and roar into your sister's face about how like she did something ridiculous. Yeah. it's like you either will not do that. Or maybe you'll have some grace and talk about how nice your right, sister it, is. It's just the effect you have on people. I think kindness the spreads. You have on people. It's true. It does. Moods are contagious. Words are contagious. You become like who you're around. All these things. It's just more difficult to have a crappy mood the more like maybe compliments or like... Are being fed into you. But would you say... Because I kind of want to go back to self-criticism a second. Isn't, would you say kindness can be in the form of criticizing? Absolutely. I think I mentioned that maybe earlier, that 
criticism helpful criticism to an extent is kind you don't want to be overkill and mean with it but it is it is kind i mean like when you're like it's it, you, your intentions are good for the person is what i mean is that what you're saying say it one more time so if i'm criticizing someone that can come from a place of kindness can it oh not? yes yes if you want to see them succeed and you want to see them get better, it's positive, constructive criticism, right? Which is so, good. Yeah, just kind of a clarifying. Okay, yeah. Kind of question. So I do want to ask my next question. Let's do it. To you. So, is kindness the default interactive method? If not, what is it? Or what? Okay. So is kindness the default method of interaction? If not, what is or what is it dependent on? I think it is dependent on something because, oh, maybe I think at least where I, everyone jokes about, you know, West Michigan, everyone is so kind. And that's the the general area where I live is the West Michigan area where everybody is, where kindness does seem to be more, be more of a default. It comes more naturally. But you say you go into a completely different city, maybe Detroit or Chicago, and I'm not super educated on this, but the default isn't kindness. It, so it might depend regionally where you are, the type of culture that you're around, but then also... It's culture-dependent. That's it actually, that was one of my thoughts when okay, writing this question. Good, culture-dependent. So let's talk there. Because... Again, what I said moments ago is you are who you are around. You become who you are around. So if you're in a culture where many people are kind, many people are kind. Like rarely is it here that I'll see somebody say hi and they won't say hi back. Whereas in other places of the country or even the world, they're just kind of quiet and, you know, mean maybe. I don't know. So... I grew up in West Michigan as well. However, right now, I, I still live in West Michigan, but I live pretty far north uh, in a different area. So what I've found is that people aren't as kind, but they're not necessarily unkind. They're just either they'll okay. ignore you, and that's not because like they don't like you. It's just culture. That's, that's the culture there. It's a little bit more quieted and... People tend to maybe have le- less patience, but if you choose to be kind, they'll still be kind back. So it's just quieter. People of other regions and people cultures default to like are innocent bystanders. It's just people kind of default to being a little bit more aggressive if something can be taken more aggressively, rather than kind of cooling them down. Got it. Yeah. Does that make sense? To it you? does. It does. So you've concluded that it's. It can be culturally dependent. Mm -hmm. So, is it pretty exclusively culturally dependent, or can it? Can you come to your own conclusions on how you act? I think you want me to come to conclusions like speculating or conclusions with. I just mean conclusions is a confusing word today. It is. So I mean, when we talk about, we've said it's it can be culturally dependent. But can you be independent of the culture and forge your own path of kindness? You can be that, but mm, culture forms. You're around a culture of. We talk all about a culture. culture of jerks. Culture forms itself. So then, they but are what if to, you're like, I don't want to be part of this? Then you just aren't a part of it. So all these jerks are going to be feeding into each other. If you're gonna, you know, stand out. You can't really be a, a culture of one in a culture of many, but you can. This you can is, choose this is how you act. You can. You can choose how you act. Everyone else can, but typically in a culture, they're going to feed off of each other. So it's extremely strong. Influence. It's strong, and it's di- more difficult to act. You know the way of the minority, which in a culture of jerks would be kindness. But we're in so many different cultural situations you go to your school which could be a different culture from your home life it could be a different 
culture from maybe where you go to church, where you see movies. Where, like you're involved in so many different cultures, though. With the That's internet. True. That's so true. So where what is where does your main um one come from? Mm, I suppose it's easiest to say whatever you are most immersed in, but at the same time, whatever if you have your mind set to be something different, then you there's absolutely potential to be that something different. That makes sense. It does. It's just maybe what culture you favor. What culture you favor? Mm, yeah, naturally you'll want to favor the easiest one to go along with. Whereas... Naturally, in, yes. Naturally, but you could choose to go another way. If you way. choose to go another way, go your own way, that is better. And then you can your favor will... That's kind of back to the authenticity and routine. You will you will favor your culture because you, yeah, I don't know where I was going. That's okay. Yeah, maybe because you let yourself, you immerse yourself in your own, in your own ways of living. If that makes sense. That's all the questions I have. I don't know if you have a kind of next question. Um, let me ask, this one question and then we can move on so is and this is i mentioned at the beginning of the show i have a sketchy question where it's just gonna might be confusing and great as confusing as my <laughs> mid-show discussion yeah that we had which earlier. we did probably take out um is kindness a strength or a weakness or what type of trait would it be categorized with Both. I was thinking that when I was writing the question. I can be kind reasonably as a person because it's the right thing to do. And I can be kind when it's not the right thing to do. When maybe criticism or ignorance might be a better choice. Because kindness does typically assume something good. Either you're doing something nice for someone and just hoping they um, maybe react well or just have some sort of internal like, oh, that was nice to them. Or like at the very worst, they're like, the person's a little weird, but at least it wasn't a negative interaction. You can be ignorant and kind, though, at the same time. Right? So you're talking about like, can it be a negative trait to be kind? Yeah. Sure, it can be a negative trait. You're being kind to someone who deserves criticism. Criticism. Which and you're being kind to someone who like this is the worst time to be kind to them because they're so because, far gone mm, or ignorant yeah. in their path that like if you're being kind to them, that all it does to them is either affirm or it, it might just affirm what they're doing. Or it might yeah, have which no impact. Not good. And that's not what that person needs right now. Right. And it could get you into a whole slew of bad <laughs> situations. For real. Well, that is... that. But what are your thoughts behind this question? Because you're mentioning thoughts? that's what you were thinking. Yeah, so my thoughts were kind of like, well, what trait would it be categorized with? I started thinking, is it a strength? Yeah, it's a strength. Is it a weakness? Yeah, it's a weakness. Could it be categorized with other traits? traits like would you even call would you call kindness a trait or would you say well what is a trait that's another thing um don't 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 answer okay (laughs) (laughs) um kindness strength a weakness or is it like attached to another another type of mindset or i'm trying to think of something other than strength and weakness but like menta- is it a mentality or is it a way of life, you know? I think ideally, and I think this is kind of what I meant by wrapping it up actually, so this works out very well. Good, good. So we're getting to the point where what's the healthy balance? That question to me brings me to a healthy balance of being both, you should be kind to someone in less dot 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 okay yeah Unless yeah i get maybe that the person needs criticism so we've concluded that kindness is yes 
it's a it's a good thing. It's good generally to be it's kind to people. Nice. In it, many it, ways, you can be kind in a critical way, but you can also be kind in a like a genuine way. You could be kind in a way of routine, which none of those are necessarily bad. No, I that that's fine. That's that's just, what I mean by I'm this. just kind of reviewing what we've that that's what I that's what I was kind yeah. of going for. So your question is can you repeat your question? My question is kindness a strength or weakness or what type of trait would it be categorized with? Right. So it's it, I don't I just think that there's a healthy balance. A I healthy think balance. you just you just need to be aware of your kindness when when your kindness takes the form of maybe a compliment, doing a nice act or possibly the other end of criticizing someone constructively and realizing when you're going too far, being unconstructive and simply just kind of being rude maybe. Yeah. We're going back into lower IQ mode. All right. As you may have noticed, our discussion was a bit deeper, a bit longer, and a bit more tangenty. And then we had this so what we were ta- we talked about maybe for an hour before the show about almost revamping not revamping What's I wouldn't say word? revamping I just say restructuring restructuring yeah reconstructing or just prioritizing figuring it out and we decided we wanted longer conversations like that so I do like what we did as long as like like I I kind of did a little bit flub in the middle there trying to <laughs> that was so come to a conclusion. I got very, I very was, distracted because I the was door in this room angry. opened. Yeah. I was so confused for a second, and I just started thinking of something else. I had no and idea where you went. I'm like, did I fall asleep? Did I skip a beat? No, but I did like that we went into like deeper stuff. We had our side questions that yeah. we kind of developed along the way, side concepts. Uh-huh. However... I do want to make sure we're both personally, like a self-criticism. For me, for me, I'm not sure what that background <laughs> That's noise is. the CNC machine. I hope it doesn't show up on the microphones. Okay. So I would just say as a self-criticism, I want to make sure that I talk a reasonable amount and I'm paying kind of attention to where we're at. Yeah. Not asking something kind of unreasonable because i do want to get equal input from both of us Mm -hmm. i think the goal is to like you know we we stay informed we do our research and we ask each other questions but i don't want like either of us to necessarily dominate one side of the discussion or the other right and i think we did like part of it you were dominating part of it i was dominating there was at the like the first 20 minutes i was just firing off questions at you yeah, I just want to make sure we're both talking an equal amount. Yeah, which we can we can work on. We can. It's it's all part of it. I but mean, maybe one of us has something more to say than the other person might. It's always something. possible. It's always possible. I just want to make sure I don't like, it, like if I'm going too far with something, just tell me. We can do hand the constructive gestures. criticism. <laughs> like if I'm starting to <laughs> go way off topic, yeah. or I'm asking too many side questions when you have something to say. Mm-hmm. And, but, and same and here. Tell me yeah, same here. But let's explain to our listeners kind of what we decided for our for our show restructuring. Essentially, just make it longer, right? Well, it's more just that our discussion includes not necessarily holding ourselves back from a discussion to save time. So yeah. it's not necessarily we're not caring as much about time. the time. It's just that we're making sure we cover what we want to talk about without trying to restrain ourselves. Mm-hmm. And yeah, without trying to do too much of let's circle back, but or bring it back in, but more of let's explore this a little bit more and it'll eventually bring us back. I just want the show to flow how a conversation would and yeah. not feel forced. Oh, yeah. And... As long, I think we do. Just with the only restriction being like, just not to get way too off topic, talking about something completely different, which yeah. doesn't generally happen, but it can. It can. All right. Well, with that, let's let's do some what's the deal. That's right. <laughs> so, let me pull up my what's the deal. Oh, no, I do have what's the deal in my head. So, good, good, good. What's the deal with flannels in the fall? Flannels in the fall. It is a bit of a thicker coat a thicker layer maybe you'd say 
it has a very fall vibe and it's just something that everybody is obsessed with and it's almost like a way to change the season draw draw the season away from summer and into fall maybe i don't know though i don't know it's an appropriate clothing choice it is it's it looks nice it looks festive there's something that we've just tethered the idea of flannels to fall but people associate it seems like to me like the flannels with not being the fabric but being the plaid yeah style (laughs) there's plenty of people like oh nice flannel and And i'm wearing a button up yeah that's like made of something completely different right which yeah that's that is different that's when people are more ignorant and they don't know the difference between flannel and so if you're cultured you know what a real flannel is yes and if if you're not if you're not cultured then you call everything that's plaid squares (laughs) flannel yes yes well we don't know what the deal is. We never do. I think we, I think we do know what the deal is. <laughs> we, we do. That's a rare. It's occurrence. fall. <laughs> that's that's the deal. <laughs> the, fl- the flannel is the only answer. <laughs> <laughs> or sweatshirts. Sweatshirts, hoodies, flannels, all of it. Flannel sweatshirt. Time for. I think that's probably. Is that a thing? A no, very it's thick just flannel. A very. Maybe. People have fleece line. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know much about flannel. <laughs> Icebreaker time. If you could combine two foods and make one epic dish, what would it be? Two foods for one epic dish. Now we were doing some pretty interesting concoctions of Wendy's fries and oh, uh, frosties frosty. earlier. That was However, your first time having a frosty. That was. Tell us a tell us a quick bit about that. That frosty was good is it worth the money no <laughs> because i can literally get six times the ice cream for two times the price at the superstore at every superstore and groceries however it was pretty it was, tasty it, pretty and it tasty. does seem like a wendy's staple to some people so maybe some people find it's worth the money maybe. but if i could combine anyway, two yeah. foods you know i don't really think about this because my culinary abilities are <laughs> limited to uh, finding finding microwaved foods, like uh-huh. eating from frozen, or like sometimes I'll cook myself burgers or chicken, or slow cook something. Well, but I know uh, what's the what I'm confused with the yeah, question. So is combining two foods, I know your mother did this thing where she would put baked beans and chili. Uh, that type of idea. Oh, okay. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, that type of idea. <laughs> I'd want to see how well you could put venison on pizza. I really really have come to like venison steaks. Venison steaks are excellent. You cannot convince me otherwise. Mm -hmm. Now, what about yourself? What about myself? Well, I like... Oh, I'm not sure. This one is a little more tricky. Easy to ask, tricky to come up with. But I think on the fly, I would say like a more a more like classy type of burger which i'm sure exists somewhere but you know maybe an italian burger okay where you have like that basil and you know the italian spices but then you somehow have you somehow have meat like like american burger meat <laughs> okay or, or, just, just, or just an italian meat. style burger <laughs> Essentially, but you you know, if I'm this is hypothetical and I'm combining it and it's gonna taste good, I know it's gonna taste good. Sure, I mean it's just <laughs> combining something that maybe hasn't been combined before, or if it has, I don't know what it tastes like. All okay, right. so I do believe we do want to wrap up with one last thing. Yeah, and that's just kind of side things we might have been thinking about. Side things we might have been thinking about. So I was surprised to know that you. And encouragement don't get along all that great. Well, not surprised, but I guess I kind of never put those pieces together. I get encouragement, and I'm not going to act react negatively to it or anything. <laughs> yeah, I just it's not your special. I, I don't work well with it. So if someone encourages me, like sure, that that's nice of them to, you know, do that for me, but. My best form of encourage, being encouraged is not through compliments. It's through the criticism. Yeah, that makes sense. I just like, like if I'm told to do something right, like, 
I like it because I can do better in the future. It's going to yield good results. And that's what I like about it. I like mm-hmm. hearing that. And then it's also encouraging to me when someone doesn't come up to me yeah. and say anything that that's I'm fair. doing wrong. It's like the person, if my boss doesn't see that I'm doing anything wrong and I know that he would tell me if I was. Just receiving encouragement in different ways, I suppose. Yes. I did also mention something about schooling. Yeah. And that's um, not a college, but it, it's it's an apprenticeship program where there's a school classroom session. Sometimes oh, I'm on a job okay. site. Okay. Sometimes I'm traveling for work. So appre- do you know what an apprenticeship is? I think, yeah, the gist so of it. So it's an electrical apprenticeship. Okay. So it's uh, essentially I will be in a combination setting with a journeyman who's another step up. So there's apprentice, journeyman, master. Yeah. Okay. I'll be with a journeyman learning um, just the how trade. to be an electrician. I'm learning the trade, and I'm doing that in a classroom setting. I'm doing that in hands-on setting. It's a very wide variety of education. Okay, so almost And like, I'm getting paid to do it. Oh, there you go. Triple whammy. Exactly. So that's what I'm looking into. That's I was mentioning I have a, a second interview at that place. So okay. First interview went very well. Good, good. There was one more thing I feel like that came up. Pay it forward. Oh, yeah. The pay it forward Oh, movement. yeah. Tell me. I was trying to associate being kind just like that it does spread. But yeah. I'm just, I'm saying with the pay it forward movement, it's like you should acknowledge the pay it forward movement by ending it. Someone paid it mm, forward for me. That I was so like kind. That. Someone was kind and they kept paying it forward. But if you just keep paying it forward, then nothing's getting done because it's like, Someone's paying for you, but you're bringing it to the next person, bringing it to the next person. It's like some people might see me as a monster for thinking that. Yeah, no, I think I the see point the is like you you've done nothing for the movement for the for the big line of people that are paying it right. forward. It's like someone was kind to me, I accept that. Thank you. Yes. Whoever did that. In fact, and then maybe some other time I'll help someone, but I'm not going to keep bringing it in a big line because then you're, you not, don't like that. you're not accomplishing anything. So uh, let me quick weigh into this. It was recently, not too recently, over the summer. It's not the summer anymore. As we've established, it's fall and flannel season. And by the time this episode drops, it's probably going to have snow. Um, that's okay. Over the summer, it was brought to my attention that I have a hard time receiving a compliment. You know, you just want to like compliment right back like oh yes but you are super great here and it was brought to my attention and that is a it's quite a prideful prideful thing um to not be able to receive a compliment so being able to receive a compliment is forward or important (laughs) being able to receive the paying it forward is also quite important i feel like not only is nothing being done but you're also it's important to just accept the kindness yeah, that that's that's the whole point of it is what I meant. It's like there's Yeah, I like you're not, you're not doing it a favor by like paying for the next person. You're just you're supposed to accept the gift. Exactly. If someone keeps giving a ten dollar bill in a big circle, it's like it doesn't mean anything until until somebody person accepts, accepts it. it. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people just see it as like, Oh, I'm doing something good by paying for the next person's meal. But they if they're gonna that's assume that that next person is gonna bring it back to the next person it's like yeah you, no you're not doing anything what's awful is when somebody pays it forward expecting the person behind to that's what then i said. again pay it forward yeah that's not okay either which you did say yeah but most people see it as okay which i think i hear what you're saying i really like that well here's the challenge pay it forward and if they don't pay it forward then or no if they if someone pays it forward to you you must Thanks decline. for the gift. Thank you. That yes. is the challenge. That is it. Then you can pay it backwards, which is where you have, where you have the person behind. The person you in front of you get an you. extra charge on their <laughs> card. <laughs> person in front of me paid for my food, even though they didn't say it. I'm paying it backwards. Or yeah. Or um, paying what forward, is it? There's a comedy sketch about um, doing the idea, the idea of oh, paying it backwards, where. You just like I'd like to have the person behind me pay for it, <laughs> <laughs> and, and then you oh, walk that's so away. So nice of you. <laughs> Thank you for your generosity. And then it's like, yes. Well, I think that's really good. I like what we've done here on the Schmitzcon show today. I think I think this separate like additional segment 
can be something it we can, can vary consider. and yeah definitely and i'm not sure if anyone's listening but well no like there's a lot of background noise there was a um a woodworking a cnc machine running in the background of our studio today so our we weren't sure if you studio. our magnificent bedroom studio i'm not sure if you heard it um apologies if you did but yeah yeah we aren't perfect here and it now seems oddly quiet but that's okay that is okay you know what else is okay what else is okay coming full circle coming full circle and looping back Absolutely. you know what that means what does that mean it means our signature outro it means is about to play it is about to play Thank you for every, to everybody who listened for listening to the Schmitzcon Show. If you would like to contact us, we would like you to contact us. You can email us, schmitzconshow at gmail.com. That being said, I'm Joshua. I'm Asher. Stay informed and, and always, always loop back. back.